I kind of want to do like a recap of how the Lord did things this past year and how he's transitioning things to this year. Because what the Lord did this past year was important to bring us to a now time. And some of us were like, you know, I just want to leave last year. I just want to, you know, I don't want to think about this. I don't want to think about that. And the Lord began to tell me the other day, he was like, you know, um, I was in every single one of those situations. And you can't forget about what I've already done because you needed to experience that to take you to a now time. And so I'm going through the process and he starts reminding me of things that he allowed me to experience this past year. And I pray that he shows you the same because it's important, even though we thought that the enemy had won, even though that we thought, you know, my, my thing was, um, we were asking God some time. We got to a point because the enemy was so crazy doing things that we were like, where's God in this? And where's God in that? And, and how did this happen? And where was he in this situation? And I just started hearing like people say these things. And I was like, man, I said, you know, Lord, I said, and the Lord, you know, I, I was, I spent all day with him yesterday. And I said, God, I said, I said, yeah, I said, but there was, there was good things that came out of last year for now time. And I said, so everything that we got good from you last year, we're going to bring it to now, to a now time with the increase that he's going to bring us forth in. And so I started thinking about the angel strategy that showed up in our, in our, in our midst in the building there. And I started thinking about the one day where I was cleaning and I turned around and I ran into this angel who was dressed like a captain and I was reminded of that the other day, that he's the captain of our ship. He's the captain, and he's running everything. And it doesn't matter how well we think the enemy did to distract us, to rob from us, to steal from us. He did not get anything. There, I'm telling you right now, there was nothing lost this past year. It's a work in progress in certain areas, but nothing was lost. And uh, a lot of the times we get so focused on the enemy stealing and the loss of something that we forget to give honor and glory to the Lord in the areas where he did move and he did do things. And there was healings that happened. You know, we had people that came that got healed in their eyes. We had people that came that got healed in their legs. We had people that came that got healed in their bodies this past year. We had amazing uh, events and gatherings where God just showed up and poured out prophetically and with great revelation. So we come in Thanksgiving with that perception in our mind. And um, <clears throat> I have a little tissue here because this morning I just, I just keep feeling the fire of God. Honestly, I keep feeling the fire of God. So this past year, because I had experienced the angel strategy, um, I began to see the lion. And to me, the lion always represents the Lord. And I began to have a vision of the lion circling the enemy's camp. And he was quiet the whole time. He didn't say nothing. He just watched. And he watched and he watched and he watched. But this year, the, the lion, I saw him differently. I saw him sitting up with his head raised up, and I saw... The, the, the lion began to roar this year. 
And I heard it so loud one morning that it woke me out of bed because the roar was so loud. And I was like, oh my God, I said, God, I said, this roaring lion that you're sending this year because it's heaven's roar this year. It's, it's to a point right now in, in, our, in our midst that God is saying enough is enough. And I'm done watching the enemy do what he wants to do. And now I'm intervening in areas and I'm coming in and there's going to be great things of heaven that are coming in. They're going to come in and be shifted and be moved. And things are going to happen of the impossible. They're going to be made possible. And we're going to see such a power of God that's going to show up. It's going to be crazy intense. So I want you to get excited. And I want you to be excited for this 2020 year. Because we haven't seen anything yet. Every I, I, I recapped on purpose because that's just a little tad bit of God's goodness. There's an extreme amount of goodness that's coming very quickly to the body of Christ. And that's why I told you this morning, come in expectancy. Come expecting his goodness. Come expecting what he's going to do. Because our expectancy pulls from the heavens to bring it from heaven to earth. And if we keep doing that, we're going to see him show up in such a mighty way. It's going to be this crazy, crazy thing. Um, <clears throat> there's this... Um, it talks about the Lord, um, the Lord is, is not just giving us, he's not just roaring just to roar. He's doing it with wisdom and revelation this year. I saw the Lord really giving us wisdom and revelation this year. As it says in Ephesians 1.17, it says that the God of our Lord Jesus, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. How do we get the wisdom and revelation? By getting closer to him, by the knowledge of him, by reading our word, by, by going into that place, that secret place we were talking about this morning, we were singing about, take me to that place, that secret place. We've got to get in the secret place for the wisdom and revelation. If we're too busy, that's how the enemy comes into our camps. We can't be too busy to get in the secret place. <clears throat> We are his hands, his feet, and his voice this season. That is why the authority of heaven is being given to us this season, because we are his hands, feet, and his voice. In 1 Corinthians 12, 12 through 27, it talks the, in the unity and the diversity of the body. Just as the body, though one, has many parts, but all of its parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given the spirit to drink from. Even so, the body is not made up of just one part, but of many. And I, you can go on reading that to 15 all the way to 27, but I want us to kind of skip down here. <clears throat> It starts talking about how one part can't tell the other that it doesn't need it. Because all parts are needed. The eyes are needed. The arms are needed. Every single part of the body is needed. Every part of you is needed this season. Each one of you represents that part of the body that is needed this season. 
And we can't do it by ourselves. We need everybody to take their positions and begin to move by the Holy Spirit of what God's put on your heart with the expectations unto the Lord. If we go on to 26, it says, well, actually, let's start on 25. It says, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. What? We have to be concerned for one another? Yeah, that's right. We have to care. We have to have compassion for one another. We have to be concerned for one another and help one another out. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. <clears throat> it says, if one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. We have to move in honor with one another. This, when you look at somebody, you don't just say, oh, that's so-and-so. No, that's so-and-so that God's called to move in a position in a place and honoring that person. You're not just honoring them as a person in the natural, but you're honoring them of what heaven speaks on them and what heaven says about them. That's the kind of honor I'm talking about. You're not seeing just, you know, we hang around with each other and then we become familiar with one another that when we're around each other, we forget that there's a call on each and every one of our lives that matters to the Lord and he wants us to honor one another in that stance, not in the natural stuff we're seeing. I tell you what, my, my husband this past season, when he dealt with his eye situation, it affected every other part. So it's important that every part work together. It's important that we have unity with one another in here because of that reason. Now you as a body, let's go on to, to uh, 1227, 1 Corinthians. Now you are the body of Christ and each of you um, is a part of it. Each and every one of you are a part of it this season. I want you to be a part of it this season. I want, I want, the Lord to come show you what it is that he's putting in your heart that's burning this year, that's burning inside of you this season, and take position to what God really has for you. <clears throat> I think one thing that I learned this past season that the Lord really pressed on me is that I couldn't go by my own feelings or my own wounds or thoughts of my own. I had to set those aside for the better good of the kingdom of God. And sometimes you have to step out of yourself, step out of your own things that you're dealing with in order to make the best decisions for the kingdom of God and not for just yourself, but for everybody that's represented in the region, in the area, in the state. Every decision you make is important. If it's led by Holy Spirit, it's going to have perfection on it because God perfects things. <clears throat> in December 15, we were in here and I was in worship and I began to see um, the rod come, Aaron's rod come in here. And I began to see the budding of that rod. So I went back to, <laughs> I, <laughs> you guys can come with me. I went to Numbers. Number 17. And I just started reading, like, how did they even get to this point of the rods being given out to the different tribes? Like, what made them get to this point? <laughs> I was like, people are complaining. They're upset. They're bothered. 
because of decisions Moses and Aaron were making at this time. And they were coming against Moses and Aaron. And they were speaking for things because they didn't understand what God was doing by pulling them out of Egypt to come to this wilderness area now. So they were seeing things with their own sight and their own mindset. That's how they were perceiving the decisions that were being made at this time. So here the Lord comes and the Lord is directing Moses and directing Aaron every little step of the way. They're taking heed to heaven and they're asking God, God, what do you want us to do? Like these are Moses. I loved Moses because he always said, these are your people, God. What do you want me to do with your people? And he always gave the people back to God. Like, these are your sons and your daughters. <laughs> like, what do you want us to do? And I love that about Moses. He'd always give it back to God. But through, through this process, you know, they, they were trying to lead them to show them a better way. And they didn't understand the better way. They didn't understand that they were on their way to milk and honey. They didn't understand that they were on their way to walking to the promised land. They, because they hadn't seen that far ahead to capture the vision of where they were going. They were stuck in that old mindset of the slavery mindset still that Moses and Aaron were trying to teach them about covenant. Aaron and Moses were trying to teach them about the power of God and how the power of God works. And, and, and the, way, the, the reason why he was showing them the power is to train and equip them during this time. And a lot of people, they weren't receptive to be taught and trained during this time. They just weren't. They were, they were shutting down. They were getting upset. They were complaining about every little thing, every decision that was made. And then here comes... <laughs> Here comes God and tells uh, Aaron and Moses, hey, uh, tells Moses actually, tells Moses in number 17, it's, let's read that, it says, the Lord said to Moses, tell the people of Israel to bring you 12 wooden staffs, one from each leader of Israel's ancestral tribes, and inscribe each leader's name on his staff. Inscribe Aaron's name on the staff of the tribe of Levi, and there must be one staff for the leader of each ancestral tribe. Place these staffs in the tabernacle in front of the ark, containing the tablets of the covenant, where I met you. <laughs> I thought that was so good, where I met you. Like, this is where you have encounters with me. How about you go put it where you encounter me? I thought that was a real place of intimacy from God. Buds will sprout on the staff belonging to the man that I chose. I think that's key right there. The man that God chose, the people that God chooses, the people that God is doing things with this season is so important. Then I will finally put an end to the people's murmuring and complaining against you. So Moses gave the instructions to the people of Israel and each of the 12 tribal leaders, including Aaron, brought Moses a staff. Moses placed the staff in the Lord's presence of the tabernacle. And when he went into the tabernacle of the covenant the next day, he found that Aaron's staff representing the tribe of Levi had sprouted, budded, blossomed, and produced ripe almonds. It was fruitful. It was fruitful. Do you honestly believe to the complaining and murmuring people that they wanted Aaron's rod to bud? 
I think they were probably blown away because they knew without a doubt God had chosen Aaron for this time, for such a time as this. He has chosen each and every one of you for such a time as this. He has sent you here to this place for such a time as this. He makes no mistake who he chooses to lead. He makes no mistake who he chooses to pray. He makes no mistake what he does in the kingdom. There are never mistakes that he makes. He chose Aaron for a reason. He chose Moses for a reason. And the people were complaining and murmuring. But ultimately, what God's purpose and destiny over your life is going to happen. It doesn't matter what anybody says. It doesn't matter what anybody tries to tell you any different. The destiny, the purpose God has called you to do and to move in and to be what he created you to be from the very beginning will come, will come to a budding. It'll come to a blossoming. It'll come to a sprouting like Aaron's rod did because you're chosen by God. Each and every one of you are chosen by God just like God chose Aaron at this time, and he had reasons for it. When Moses brought all the staff out from the Lord's presence, he showed them to the people, and each man claimed his own staff. And the Lord said to Moses, place Aaron's staff permanently before the Ark of the Covenant to serve as a warning to rebels. This should put an end to their complaints against me and prevent any further deaths. So Moses did as the Lord commanded him, and the people of Israel said to Moses, look, we are doomed, we're dead. You know, they were looking still in the perspective of their own mindset. They could not capture the vision God was trying to give for them to go to the promised land and drink of the milk and eat of the honey. They couldn't get it. And here Moses and Aaron is trying to get it to them like, I'm trying to show you a new way. God right now is trying to show us a new way. He is trying to show us to shift our mindsets, to shift our perspective, to shift the way that we think because he's coming in and he's sending people to get in positions even here in the region to show the region the new way, the new things God wants to do here. And I was reading this and I said, God, you make no mistakes. You don't make any mistakes. The other day, I think it was Thursday of this past week or the week before, we were in worship here. And I believe it was last Sunday. And we had a, a moment of resistance in worship. And I don't know if you guys noticed, but I think for the past two services, there has been a resistance in our worship. Why has that resistance come? It's funny because somebody called me the other day and they're like, do you know the new Star Wars movie is called Resistance? I'm like, of course it is. Of course it's called Resistance because there's a resistance in the spirit right now. There's a resistance that the enemy doesn't want to unclench its hand off of things. But the authority of God by Aaron's rod is being released with budding and blossoming in such a way that it doesn't matter. The enemy can hold on for dear life, but he can't have what is not his and what doesn't belong to him. If you have kids that are lost, they don't belong to the enemy. You take them back. If there's land, us moving here is taking ground. It's taking land. Our perspective has to begin to change that we're moving and we're taking greater ground. It can't 
can be, oh, we lost something. No, we're gaining great, greater ground. There's something of goodness of God still in everything that he chooses to do. Why he chooses to do it, it's not for me to figure out. It's not for y'all to figure out. But if you're being led by Holy Spirit, you trust in the Lord and you give it to him and say, God, I don't understand it, but I trust in you. And I will allow Holy Spirit to lead me just like Moses did. He didn't know what he was doing. If you remember, if you read about Moses from the beginning, he kept saying to God, why me, God? Why did you choose me? See, we're coming to a point we can't be like that anymore. Why, God? Why did you choose me? Why did you send me here? Why, 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 God? I don't understand. Just do whatever he's asking you to do this season. Take position. Take hold of what God has given you. Don't leave it set aside. Don't let it fall to the ground and rot away. Grab a hold of it this season and say, God, I'm going to run with it. I'm going to run with all of my heart, with all of my might, with all of my soul, whatever it is you have for me to do, God. And I'm not going to be afraid and allow fear to come in and stop me from the things that you have for me because there's so much more you want to give me that I cannot live in fear anymore. When that lion showed up, I'm going to tell you right now, all kinds of things started breaking. Mindset started breaking. Uh, obstacles started breaking. Everything had no choice but to respond to the roar of the lion. If you ever heard a lion, you'll know the, the authority that it has in its voice and its vocal cords that God completely put there on purpose. And then the Lord started showing me, he's like, you know, this past season, there's been immaturity. There's been baby cubs, baby lion cubs, and they're I was watching videos last night, and I was seeing these little baby cubs, lion baby cubs, and they're like, they're meowing and they're roaring and everything. This one lady comes one, she's like, oh, you're so cute. Row, row. And I'm like, oh my God, it was hilarious to me because they roar and they meow at everything. And then they pounce at everything. They wanna pounce around on things and they don't even realize what they're doing, but they're doing what they were created to do. But they have no maturity to distinguish with wisdom and revelation of what they're supposed to be doing because there's a growth. God grows them up and teaches them what, when is the timing to do things. And I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen a lion, but they're so accurate with their timing. They will wait and they will wait and they will circle around the enemy's camp until they know that it's time to get their prey. They have specific timing, specific strategy, and I believe that's what God's giving us this season. We're not just gonna pounce around and meow and open our mouths to say whatever this season, but we're gonna use wisdom and revelation of heaven that when we speak, it comes with power, and we're not just gonna speak because we can, we're gonna speak with the authority of heaven, and if you have the authority of heaven in your belly, then what you speak is gonna bring change, and it's gonna bring transformation, and it's not gonna be one of these little things you do. It's gonna come in power and begin to shift and move things, things that you you had no idea you had the authority to do. We have the authority because of God. So Peter was going into this worship. Let me get back to that because I don't want to get sidetracked here. And he starts talking about these scrolls. And he kind of pulled back. And I knew it was the Lord because of the timing. 
And he starts talking about, I just see the scrolls falling from heaven. And man, my spirit just went when I heard it. Because I knew it was the Lord speaking through the worship. So we've been talking about joy for some time now. About the joy of the Lord and and his goodness and and how happy we were going to become and all these things, right? And look what it says in Revelations 5.5. It says, and one of the elders said unto me, weep not. Behold, the line of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the book and loose the seven seals thereof. The seven represents completion. If there's something I have seen this past year, everything was seven. I'm talking about ridiculous things were seven. I mean, decision-making I had to make was seven. On paperwork, on documents, on certifications, on all this stuff, it was always seven. Everything was seven this past year. And I said, God, you're bringing such a completion to things. It's a completion of the enemy's plans. And we're moving on to the new things, the eight, where God has us, of the new things he's trying to give us this season. We're going to hear such great things from heaven. I began, I had this encounter years ago, and I didn't even know I was going to share it till right now, but <laughs> the Lord is reminding me of it. I, I, was, I was in worship, and all of a sudden, the, I had a heaven encounter, and I walked into this room, and the room was filled with oil. It had oil on the ground, it had oil on the walls, it had oil on the ceiling. And if you just walked into the room, the oil would definitely get on you because it was just overwhelmingly filled with this thick oil. It was almost like honey oil, very, very thick, and it was a golden color. And I walk in, and I'm asking the Lord while I'm in this encounter, I'm like, what do you have in here? It's so beautiful in here. It's like it was so gold that it shined and it glimmered. I said, it's so beautiful in here. What do you have in here? And as I looked to the right, there were shelves and shelves of scrolls. I mean, just scroll after scroll after scroll. And what does the word of God say? Eat the scroll, right? (laughs) We're supposed to eat the scrolls. Why do we eat the scrolls? We eat the scrolls because they give us the revelation of heaven in different areas. If you're called to worship, he's going to give you the scrolls of the new songs. If you're called to be in the prophetic, he's going to give you the scrolls of heaven for the prophecies that you're supposed to speak forth. And I just began to see the scrolls falling from heaven. And as we ate the scrolls, guess what? The joy of the Lord fell upon us. The joy of the Lord came as we ate the scrolls that, that, that were divinely made for each and every one of our destinies and our purposes. That when we took position to do whatever God had us do this season, that we were going to fulfill it with the scrolls of heaven. And not, I mean, I've had people come and tell me, yeah, I wrote a song in two minutes. That's not naturally possible. Supernaturally, it's possible when the Lord gives you a song. So supernatural things are going to happen with these scrolls that the Lord is sending, and it's going to be so good. Incredible joy of heaven is coming to fill our bellies. And we can begin to laugh at the plans of the enemy.
it's time that we laugh at the enemy's plans because it's brought so much depression. It's brought so much discouragement. It's brought so much hope defer this past year that this year we have to take a different stance as the lion did and begin to roar and begin to declare and proclaim what God is saying, not what the enemy wants us to see any longer. It's time. <clears throat> John 3:29. This is so good. The one who has the bride is the bridegroom. The friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly at the bridegroom's voice. Therefore, this joy of mine is now complete. That is so good. I, 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 was, I was putting this together yesterday. And many years ago when I was in Texas, it was, a, it was a big meeting we had. There was a lot of generals of the faith there. And I remember I was sitting in the back of the church and I began to see seven angels walk in from the back to the front. And we had a small aisle, like we had an aisle like this that came up to the front of the church. And I began to see, and they were very uh, soldier. Like they were like determined. Their look on their face was like, this is going to happen today. We are here to deliver something, and it's going to happen. And so I just see these angels walking in one after another after another. I was very new to the things of the Lord. I was like, what in the world am I seeing? I had no understanding of it. And I believe it's for now time. I began to see the seven angels walking in, and they all like stood all in the front, and as the seventh angel walked in, the very last angel walked in, he had this humongous scroll. And as he began to, he got the scroll because it was so big, the scroll, that he had to unveil it like if it was carpet. Like when you, when you stretch out carpet in front of you, that's what he did with this scroll. And on the scroll were plans. It was plans of heaven on it. I could see in detail, the plans the Lord had inscripted on this scroll. And I really believe that the Lord is doing that this season. He's giving us the plans of heaven. He's unrolling the scrolls that are coming very quickly <laughs> because the great works of heaven are here. And the Lion of Judah is roaring, and everything has to respond to the sound of heaven. The sound of the roaring lion is roaring, and it has to respond to that sound. Romahashati, because the completion is here, and the enemy's plans can no longer be. The Lord has, is here, and he's here differently this time. And you have to understand me. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now, there's change here. If there's anything that you have to request from the Lord, be very detailed on what you ask for. Because I really see the Lord coming and giving us what we're asking him for. But we have to be led of the spirit when we ask the Lord for. Because you don't want to waste your time asking for things and pouncing and getting pounce, pouncing on distractions. Pouncing on things that don't matter 
to the kingdom of God. They don't matter to you in your destiny. They don't matter to you in your purpose. And they'll come to distract you and pull you away from the very thing you were called to be and called to do. And you cannot let him come here anymore. You've got to X him out. You've got to pull. If you need healing and you're wounded, ask the Lord to come heal you. You, you, don't, you haven't received because you haven't asked. That's what the word of God says. And let me tell you, I am declaring, I am proclaiming, and I am asking God. I'm in prayer, and I'm asking God for this, and I'm asking God for that. And I'm like, you say, God, in your word, that if we don't ask for things, then how are you going to send it to us? So um, our stance has to change and be different. If there's things, not for self-gain, because an immature lion will ask for things for self-gain, self-acknowledgement. Uh, but if we begin to ask things for the greater good of the kingdom and to bless people around us and to bless people in the community and to bless people in the region and to bless people in the state, that's why we're doing the Ohio Blazes. But it's going to take each and every one of you to begin to do what God created you to do. And you're like, well, I don't know what he created me to do. What burns in you? What is it that you wake up in the morning thinking about? <coughs> Every morning, God gives you an assignment. He gives you something to do, and you can do it starting day by day. Be obedient to his spirit. Be obedient to what he tells you to do so you can begin to fulfill your purpose and your destiny for the Lord. Don't listen to the enemy anymore. Don't allow the resistance to come. You know that movie? It's somebody, uh, I think it was Judy called me. She's like, you know that movie's two hours and 22 minutes? I said, of course it's two hours and 22 minutes. Because what, <laughs> what God has said and God has opened, no man can shut or close. That's speaking even over your destiny and your purpose unto the Lord. Maybe you've had some bad situations somewhere else with leaders and other people. That doesn't determine your future. That doesn't determine what God is doing with you right now. That doesn't determine your position and what God wants to create inside of you for a now time, for such a time as this. So you have to begin to shut all those things off and, and, move, and turn away from those things and say, God, your, roar is your, your line is roaring right now. We're stepping into the increase. We're stepping into the more. We're going to declare and proclaim God's goodness in the land because we're going to take land back from the enemy that he had no authority to take in the first place. And that's our stance this season. So if we could just stand this morning. We have heaven's attention right now. And I'm telling you, when we catch heaven's attention... What you speak is not going to be a real cute speaking unto the Lord. It's not going to be like, oh, yeah, Lord, can I have a new brush? Uh, Lord, can you send me uh, some new shoes? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? It's like all of heaven, you've caught heaven's attention, and you have the opportunity to ask for things that change the world that change your city, that change your region, that change different parts in your family. He's listening to you this morning. You've caught his attention. He's coming in as a roaring lion, and he's, 
and he's saying, I'm here. I'm here for you. What is it that you want? What is it that you want to pull from me of expectation this morning? What is it that you've been burning to do? What is it that your destiny and your purpose that's sitting inside of you? You weren't just called just for any little thing. I'm telling you right now, you're world changers. That's why he's trying to make leaders out of you. You're called to change the world. You're called to bring change to your community. You're called to bring transformation in areas you never thought you could. And it begins with you. Each and every one of us have an assignment of the Lord this season. But he's giving you the choice. If you want to step in and take that assignment, or if you want to still stay in your seat where it's comfortable. There's a fire of God that's going to come fill your belly this morning. And where there was no fire anymore, where you began to feel dead in, he's going to begin to ignite those areas again this morning. I'm telling you, I feel that fire right now. He's burning things out this morning. You know, purifying doesn't just mean purifying sin. Purifying means purifying your mindset. Purification comes to shift things in your mindset. It comes to show you the fire of God that comes and burns up everything that is not from him. Let's just lift our hands this morning. God, we ask that you send the fire of heaven, God. That your lion is roaring and you've given us authority this season, God. You've sent the rod of authority, God. Harabashati. And there's going to be miracles. There's going to be signs. There's going to be wonders in this house, God. There's going to be healings, God. Robashati. In this region, God. There's going to be such great things, God, that are going to happen, God, in this place, God, in this city, God, in this state, God. And we agree with heaven this morning, God. God, we say yes to you, God. We say yes, God, and we don't resist you anymore, God. We don't resist your plans. We don't resist what you called us to do, God. We don't resist what you created us to do this morning, God. But we take hold and we take back what the enemy thought that he stole from us, God. He had no authority. He had no right to come and steal and to rob from us, God. And we take back everything, God, that belongs to us, God. The delay has ended today, God, in 2020, God. We align ourselves with heaven this morning, God, that the outpouring of heaven, and the government of heaven, God, begin to come and touch the earth this morning, God. You say what is what, God. And we beckon to your voice, God. We beckon to your voice, God. We're here trying to hear you, God. And to do all that you called us to do this season, God. Nothing holding anybody back anymore, God. 
nothing holding anybody back anymore, God. I just feel breakthrough come in the room right now. There's a breakthrough that just walked in right now. And I'm telling you, nothing is going to stop you this season. Every mouth has to come. Every voice has to stop that is not of the Lord. Because your purpose and your destiny is going to come forth this morning. I'm telling you, Robo I saw the Lord come and begin to erase past memories. I'm telling you right now, he's erasing past memories that have been a stumbling block for you. That every time you want to step into something greater, a memory pops in your head and it tries to hold you back and it becomes a stumbling block for you. And I'm telling you, the Lord is erasing it this morning. He's taking away every memory that is not of the Lord. It's going to bring healing to you in your mind. He's purifying the minds this morning. He's purifying your soul this morning. He's purifying your ears this morning. He's purifying your eyes this morning. He's doing such a purification this morning of the way you, you think and the way that you process things. Oh, we thank you, Father. We thank you for the fresh fire, God. We thank you for the fresh fire that you're sending from heaven this morning, Lord. And we agree with heaven. <laughs> Can somebody give a thank you and an amen to Jesus this morning for the breakthrough? For the breakthrough this morning. <laughs> Some of you are going to be so amazed when you walk out of this place today that you're not going to have that thought anymore. And don't try to get those thoughts back. Don't try to agree with the enemy. Don't try to get those thoughts back. Man, I'm really not even thinking of that right now. Those thoughts that I had every day that were a stumbling block to me, I can't think of them anymore. Because you're going to know that God removed them. The would have, could have, should have is not from God. There is a good future in front of you. There is a good race in front of you that you are called to run for the Lord. And I'm telling you, you will run your race and you will run it well. Because there's a purpose and a destiny over each and every one of you that will be fulfilled with the Holy Spirit this season. And you will win your race and you will have victory in it. And those stumbling blocks can't be there anymore that cause you to fall again and again and again. They're being broken this morning. We just thank you. We thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen.